One of the most important things in this life is when we feel connected, when we feel loved, seen, and valued. Today's episode is going to be about abandonment because as someone who suffers from abandonment wounds, um, I attract people who too were abandoned, um, you know, in whatever way, shape or form. Usually it's just like me, you know, uh, parent abandonment or just feeling left out, you know, feeling like you don't belong, like you don't have a place, like nobody really understands you. Um, let's talk about it. Abandonment is when you just turn your back on something altogether. It's physical. It's spiritual. It's emotional. It's financial. It's to just turn your back and to release responsibility, to, you know, not even check on it, not even call it, not even text it, not even look for it, not even send a birthday card, not even spend a birthday with, you know, with your child. It's, it's so, it's so deep. Abandonment wounds can be very painful, very painful, and it makes people do crazy things when they don't heal from these abandonment wounds. As someone who has studied psychology and studied children and education and just an avid learner on a daily basis, When we look at stories of serial killers, serial stalkers, um, hackers, uh, you know, people who invade other people's privacies, it's like what that person really wants is a connection. They really want to connect with that person. But when you've been abandoned, you don't know how to make a connection. You don't, you didn't learn how to properly nourish something or someone because you yourself was not properly nourished. You may know the very basics, right? Which is why we see a lot of people like me who suffer from abandonment wounds. We, we do things, we, we're like people pleasers. We don't have boundaries. We, we tolerate anything because we just want friends. We just want people to love us. We just want people to see us. We just want people to look for us. We just want to be special, right? But the thing is, is that you are special. You are unique. You are value. You are lit. You are, you are exactly what you want to be. But you can't allow your abandonment wounds to be, you know, stress you out so much, stress your vessel out so much that you become depressed. You go into a deep rest, which shuts down the physical body. And then you give way for demonic spirits to enter into your body, enter into your life, enter into your vessel. 
And when these demonic spirits enter, they begin to give you quote unquote comforts. So that can be sexual addictions. Most people who are suffering with sexual addictions suffer from abandonment wounds. They are looking for physical contact. They are looking to be seen, to be valued, to be touched, to be hugged, to be kissed. They are looking for human contact, which is so sad because then that means, according to Freud, that at some point in your life, when you were maybe even a little baby, you were abandoned, you were left. Or maybe it wasn't the amount of attention that you needed right maybe you maybe people were there right maybe you weren't just completely abandoned but but it's up to you now today to determine where your abandonment wounds are dri- are the driving force of your life so like i said it's it's sexual addictions it's drug addictions of all kind, including weed, including marijuana. It's alcohol addictions, right? Because it's it's trying to help you escape from reality. That's what the demon is trying to do. It's trying to help you escape from reality. Right? It's trying to help you undo. Think about think about the word demon. Let's take the D D E and let's part it from mon M O. N, right? D usually means to take something apart, remove something, right? Turn something off, deactivate, right? Turn it off, deprogram, right? Turn it off. That's that's what the D and demon means, right? And then man, M-O-N, man, to turn off man, to turn off your connection to the earth, to turn off you, to turn off yourself. That's what demons do. They, they disconnect you from yourself, from your soul. They, they bring you to a place where you have, to, you have to continuously feed the demon in order to, in order to suffice. So for example... When you didn't heal, you didn't get counseling, or maybe you tried to get counseling, but you wasn't feeling a therapist, go to another therapist. You don't have to just settle for a therapist. Therapist is like, like, like clothing stores. If it's not your vibe, go to a different tribe. It's not that, it's not that serious. Who cares? You have to keep trying to see who you're going to make a connection with. You can't just say, oh, well, I tried therapy and I didn't like the therapist, so I had to go. Like, no, go again. Try someone else. For me personally, I like black women therapists because no one else can really understand my story more than another black woman. No one else can really understand my struggles being targeted, being harassed due to my skin color, due to my my gender, due to my sex, right? No one else can understand that. No one else can understand how child what what they call child abuse today is just black rearing right nobody else will understand that except another person who looks like me maybe you should try the same thing look for a person who looks like you right or someone like let's say if you are 
biracial. Look for somebody who's biracial, somebody who understands that walk. And if you try one biracial therapist and it don't work out, try another one. Right? If you really deep, deep, deep into some shit, maybe try someone out of state so that when you go see your therapist, right? When you go see your therapist, you make it into like a, a therapy retreat. Maybe you see a therapist on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You go go get a and b go get a hotel, go get a cottage, and then sit down and, and heal and process what, have, what has come up. A therapist's job is to help you sort and organize where these problems that you are currently facing, where they stem from, and how can you heal. There are a million different techniques, cognitive behavioral therapy, DBT, right? Dialectal, uh, dialectual, no, what? Dialogue, is it dialogue? Dialogue, behavioral therapy, I think so, right? Pretty much like speech therapy. Um, Cognitive therapy, I think I might have said that already. (laughs) What's the other ones? Play therapy, Uh, there's, there's just a bunch, right? There's a bunch, uh, psychoanalytic, psychoanalytical therapy. There's a bunch. It's, it's all different things to try. Try them all, especially if you have the resources to do so. To me, if you have the resources to heal and you don't heal, it's because you are so surrounded by demons that if you heal, they they lose and they can't have that because they've already felt so much validation. Remember, demons is going through the same shit you going through right? Because for us, we want human connection, right? For demons, they're looking for God's connection. They're looking for purity, which is why people who suffer with mental illness, with, uh, you know, behavioral problems and stuff like that, usually those people have also grew up, you know, where it was spiritually dark. It was no one to really lean on. It was no real spiritual person who wasn't religious. See, religious people can be very wicked. Religious people are the type of people to do some fucked up shit to you and then be like, oh, but God said this. What? Nah, God did not. (laughs) Right? So you have to be careful sometimes. Like, you have to validate your childhood experiences Especially those times where you felt abandoned. Like, and it's gonna be painful. It's gonna be mad painful. Like, there's some times where when I was healing, especially like trying to close up my my abandonment wounds, and I had to like really dig through the psyche to see, damn, where is it? Cause all I remember now is all the shit that I got myself into because of the abandonment wounds, right? All the poor relationships of me being the the chaser while the men is running away from me because it's too much. I, it's too much. It's it's obsession. It's stalking. It's it's too passionate. That's that's movie shit. That's not real life, right? But when I was a youth, I didn't know any better because technically that's all I was really seeing was toxic love, toxic relationships. So I thought that that was real. I thought that you were supposed to, you know make your person validate you. You're not. If your person doesn't validate you, you got to get rid of their ass. But let's go back to combing through the psyche. Once you comb through all your experiences, you could usually trace it back to one experience in particular. 
For me, it was one Christmas where I was promised that, you know, um, I was promised that one of my parents was was gonna was gonna come, you know, get me from New York and and we was gonna, you know, enjoy the holiday together and everything, right? When the Christmas came, mind you, I, I done made cards that week. Sorry, I, I might get a little emotional, but I, you know, this is what it takes. This, this is what it takes to heal. You can't heal without dealing with some shit, and you can't give a fuck about nobody fucking opinions. That's how that's how people use they demons to stop you from doing your healing because they will fucking make you feel like shit for fucking talking up your experiences, doing what you need to do to fucking heal and help other people heal. I'm not letting no motherfuckers block me no more. I'm saying what the fuck I need to say because I have a job to do. Sorry, I don't know what the fuck that was about. I made cards and everything that week. I think I even had picked up a little gift from the 99 cent store and everything, you know, waiting for this parent. And I was so happy. And I waited and I waited and I waited. And for us, you know, black people, we don't play. Christmas time, we open our gifts at 12 a.m. Even as a very young child, I had to be no more than seven, eight years old. I thought to myself, well, you know what? 12 a.m. is a little unrealistic. Maybe, you know, maybe they're not going to come at 12 a.m. Maybe they're going to come in the morning. And I remember that even though I was thinking that positive thought, my, my spirit was sad. It was so sad. And I remember laying under the Christmas tree and just fucking crying. <laughs> and, you know, my caretakers at the time, they, one of them had came up to me and, they, and she was like, why are you crying? Because remember, black people are so traumatized that they don't, they don't know. Like, they be thinking that they know some shit and they don't know shit. They, be, they think that they helping and they not helping with shit because they're traumatized too. That's why you can't take no advice from nobody. Especially nobody that's not doing no real healing. Especially not nobody that's not a real nigga. If a person is not a real nigga, you can't take no advice from them. And that's for white people too. That ass. If they not real, raw, and upfront. There's no amount of advice that you could take from this person because they have not dealt with their own shit. So how the fuck are you going to judge me? How the fuck are you going to try to tell me what to do? How the fuck are you going to tell me I'm crazy? No, you're crazy. Anyway. So it's like probably like four, four or five o'clock in the morning and I cried myself to sleep, right? Under, under the tree. Because at the end of the day, even though, you know, people around me was raised in a fucked up way and they let themselves turn fucked up. I never turned fucked up. I was still sensitive. I'm still sensitive. I'm still very mushy. I'm still very loving. I'm still very nurturing. Like, no matter what. (laughs) But... It's like because that reaction is so shocking to, you know, people who don't give a fuck about nothing but they self is like, ugh, what's wrong with you? Right? Mind you, a little little seven year old kid, seven eight year old kid. So I'm like, you know, I'm just really sad, you know, that my parent didn't come. And, you know, I really I really was hoping for an iPad nano. Or some shit like iPod Nano, some shit like that. This motherfucker gonna tell me, well, you should be grateful for whatever you got because I'm not your mother. I don't have to do nothing for you. I don't have to do. Wait, so you came to comfort me? 
Like, this is what I mean. You have to you have to comb through all the situations and comb through all the people who was involved because they will gaslight you out of your healing. And then all you will have, you know, to validate you is the fucking alcohol, the sex and the drugs. That's all you'll have if you don't validate your own experiences. You feel me? Like when somebody is coming towards you talking about they trying to they 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 trying to help you and then all of a sudden they make you feel worse and like shit and then walk away that's that's trauma whether it was intentionally or unintentionally most of the trauma that we go through especially as black people is unintentional unintentional grandma ran from her demons grandma grandma ran from her demons grandma's grandma's grandma ran from her demons so right what we doing every everybody's running nobody can be present because everybody is too caught up in their own trauma so when i when i come and i speak i'm speaking from a real nigga perspective you cannot come you cannot have people tell you what is real and what is fake in your experiences you have to validate you. How you felt was real. When when they didn't show up on your birthday and you cried, that was real and that was fucked up. When they didn't show up on Christmas and you cried, that was real and that was fucked up. When when they spent all their time at work and never tried to come and spend no time with you and just left you to your own fucking vices, that was real and that was fucked up. Okay. Now that we've validated all those experience, what is next? Right? Cuz you do have to validate the experience. If you let if you let them gaslight you, forget it. You have to validate your own experiences because sometimes, remember what I said, when people cause you pain and trauma, 9 times out of 10 it's completely unintentional. So if you try to seek validation from them about the experience, they're going to deny it because they weren't present in the beginning. Duh, we're talking about abandonment here. So that means that you have to validate your own experiences, okay? Once you have cried, and I mean you're going to fucking cry, and and if it really fucked you over, you're still going to cry. Look at me. Like, I've healed, I've healed majority of my abandonment wound, but I still cry because I'm the type of person that cry at the notebook. (laughs) I cry at, at movies and shit, right? Like, I'm just, I'm just sensitive. So emotions and stuff really rouse in me when when I'm thinking or recalling certain situations, especially as a psychic, I can see that day. I remember that day. I remember what I was wearing. I remember where the Christmas tree was in the living room. I remember like I remember everything. Right? It's okay to cry about it. I don't care if you're a man. I don't care if you're a woman. I don't care if you're a transvestite. Whatever the hell you, whatever the hell, the A, B, C, D, Y, it doesn't matter. What matters is, is that you need to comb through your experiences so that you can validate your emotions because nobody else is going to do it for you. Not even your therapist, honestly, because all your, what the therapist is going to do is the therapist is going to try to help you get it up. But once it comes up, a lot of people shut down on the therapist because they don't want to validate their experiences. And the therapist cannot force you because then that's the therapist coercing you, which is against 
you know, a, a secret, a secret psychological code that we have. We cannot coerce you to force things. And if your therapist does, you got to get rid of them. That means that you're not ready. So forcing you to get ready is, is, is not going to work. People can bring up some shit from their past and lose their fucking mind. If they're not ready. So you can't force people to bring up some shit. But if you really want to heal, if you're tired of living by the sword and dying by the sword, if you're tired of, of having to drink to have a good time, if you're tired of having to fuck to, to, to get some excitement in your life, it's time then. You're ready. You're ready. You notice that you have a problem. You're ready. The only person stopping you between your, your, your old self and your new healed self is you. After you've come through these, these, these traumas, these, these psychological hiccups that have put certain fixations on feelings, uh, emotional expressions in your life, then, then, right, you do your purge. So you cry, you journal, you write. You, if, you, if you're not a writer, you know, uh, you know, talk it out, record it, do voice recordings. If you're not a talker, believe it or not, mad people is not talkers. Mad people, I have a speech and I have it. Look, I have a speech impairment. I talk, my mind races and I go to speak. And when I go to speak sometimes, I just stumble all over the words because my, my brain is 10,000 light years ahead of my tongue sometimes. Because my brain, sometimes I really feel like it's from the ethers. You know what I'm saying? So I had a, I have a, sp- a speech impairment. So I don't really like to talk all the time. Now, granted, look how God worked. God's like, okay, well, so what? You, I need you to do these talks. I need you to help heal these people. So then you need to just take your time. When you realize that you're talking too fast, slow the fuck down. You're talking too fast. And if you're talking too fast, people are not going to get the message. I just can't help it sometimes. I'm a Mars and Gemini. Once you've purged, and the purging, the purging can the purging can take years, sometimes ten years, but it doesn't matter. From your first purge, you begin to unpack the baggage that you have carried all these all these years. From your first purge, which means that you get your autonomy back. When we are drinking, smoking, partying, sexing. Uh, addicted to whatever we're addicted to, even people, right? Obsessing. When we are like that, it is simply because we have given our autonomy, the power over ourselves to something else. But when we start to take accountability for healing ourselves, right? And making the moves necessary to heal yourself, all of a sudden, you have now taken force, right? By force, you have started to unpack the baggage that has weighed you the fuck down. You have to unpack that baggage. And when you do, all of a sudden, it's like a connection between your, your brain and your body. And you're like, oh shit, I ain't, hear, I ain't hear from you in a minute. We've been on autopilot for mad long. 
All of a sudden, you begin to feel again, to see again. The sun feels good. The air smells good. The water tastes good. Because you was too, you was somewhere else. You was deactivated. The you, your soul was deactivated. And 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 the, the demonic entity, that nigga was on, that nigga was on auto autopilot. You have to heal and you can't run from healing. There's some people who's addicted to murder. Yeah. Abandonment wounds can make someone addicted to murder. Why? Because if your abandonment wounds are so severe that you have completely disconnected from emotions, like for example, some people like like surgeons, right? Surgeons who could who could cut somebody open. Right? Like you you kinda you kinda kinda be a little a little off, right? To do certain jobs. Now granted, some people, some we have to have people do it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm trying to explain. Like everybody is unique. Everybody has a purpose, even if it's some weird shit. Think about it. If everybody if everybody is a teacher, right? And and this one this one brain surgeon just come in the room, everybody gonna look at that nigga mad eyed. He is odd, and that's fire, right? Like, what the fuck? It's okay to be different. You have so much to teach us. Why? A brain surgeon can tell us, especially teachers, all about how the mind works. The, the, he could tell us some cool shit, and we could take it and tell the tell kids. We all are supposed to work together, but if we're all afraid to talk, to connect, to socialize, to create healthy relationships with others, then that is how we get we get stuck and we, we begin to be comforted by demonic entities instead of other human beings. Once you have combed through your psyche, you've purged, you've began to unpack, Right? And you do this cyclically, so over and over and over. And not every day, I mean, unless you you can handle it, fine. But you do it whenever a teaching moment occurs. So let's say, for example, for me, even though, even though I, I heartbreak is really painful for me, disappointments is really painful for me, people flopping on me, people having me waiting up all night, like... Once, once you make me feel like that, it really hurts my feelings, especially if I like really like you and value you and it'll make me just completely turn my emotions off. And the reason why that happens is so that I can do my healing because what you're doing is your trigger, your behavior has triggered me, right? Not, not you triggered me like you did something to me. No, I mean, our reactions are solely based off of ourselves, Right. Like everybody handles things differently. So something that you did can trigger me. And what'll happen for me in particular is I have to just like separate myself away from you and heal because you've now triggered something within my psyche that has made me again, you know, brought up again, these feelings of unworthiness of feeling unloved or feeling unvalued. Right. So I have to separate myself from you and I have to go heal. I have to build myself back up again. Right. And the thing is, is that this this is accessible for everybody. There's nobody that can't do this shit. Everybody could do it. But like I said, it's a cycle. Comb through the psyche. Right. Purge. Right, get it all out, cry, write, journal, whatever you whatever your craft is. 
right? If you don't have a craft, just just talk, just write it out. Whatever whatever makes you feel better. Art, right? Unpack the baggage, which means when you've combed through a certain memory and you've combed through it good enough that you feel satisfied, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Don't walk around with it every day. Sometimes we walk around with with problems every day and it creates baggage and it blocks us from creating healthy connections with others. Get rid of it. It's never too late to heal. Like, it doesn't matter what you've done in life, which is why a lot of people who end up going to jail, they end up healing and shit because it's like, you can't run anymore. Some people, when they go to jail, they, they you know, unfortunately, they, they, they suicide because they want to run so bad. And there's no, there's no demons there. See, the demons, want, after the demons get you in trouble, right, they use your sadness to play you, get you in trouble so nobody don't fuck with you. And then once you're in trouble, they leave you and go on to their next victim. That is why we cannot be controlled by victims because they are using us. They are playing us. They are right in our face. But because you so hurt, because your soul is in a deep rest, right? Depression. Because your soul is in that deep rest, you don't even notice that there is a parasite roaming around And sometimes that parasite even like to bring other parasitic friends, friends who also have abandonment wounds, friends who are also alcoholics, friends who are also drug addicts. And now it's like everybody's demons is just in the same room having a big ass fucking demon party. And then when everybody sobers up, it's like, well, I guess we got to do it again, huh? No, then y'all not really having fun if everybody got to be drunk and and on drugs. Y'all not really having fun then. Y'all not really living if you're not living. You don't need substances. You don't need to, to hurt somebody, to stalk somebody, to obsess over people. You don't need that. What you need is yourself. You have to heal yourself. Once you begin to, to do your trauma and, uh, you know, do your trauma healing... You will become your own best friend and that will make people, that will attract people to you. Now, granted, if you still have some wounds that you are operating out of, you will attract people who will trigger those wounds over and over and over again until you have unpacked all of it and there's nothing else to unpack. It just is what it is now. And now I'm just healing. Now I'm just moving on with my life. As an educator and and a gifted person as well, I can always spot out the children who have abandonment wounds. They're usually isolated. They don't have no friends. They draw by themselves, they color by themselves. 
they attempt to make social contact, right? So they'll try to color closely to a friend, but not too close in case that person's like, ew, get out, get away from me, right? Because kids do that crazy stuff too. And you could just tell, like, like for me, it, it always brings tears to my eyes. Like, not, like anytime that I'm working at a new school or a new class, I'm always end up crying or something somehow because I just feel it. Like, I feel the pain of our children. And because our children don't know what to do as an adult that has healed herself, I, I, I teach them. I show them how to make friends. I show them how to make connections and that gives me a satisfaction that I, there's no amount of money. That is the most valuable thing to me is, is helping children who suffered with the same wounds that I suffered from, helping them to fix it at an age where it's still very fixable. Right? Simply telling them, hey, why don't you and so-and-so color on this page together? We don't always have to do stuff by ourselves all the time. Okay, no problem, Ms. Evers. That's a great idea. <laughs> and then they go and color, and all of a sudden they're friends, and they bonding over, like, just something so silly. But that's how you do it. Because at the end of the day, you can't force people to love you. You can't force people to fuck with you. You can't force, like, you cannot force anything. But what you can do, what you can do is heal yourself. You know, read books about socializing. If you're a shitty socializer, if you only know how to socialize with, with drugs, if, you, if you're if the type of person who buys friends, let me tell you something. A lot of us people who have abandonment wounds buy friends. We'll try to use our money, our time, our attention, whatever it is to compensate with these people who are also probably fucked up and we'll try to buy them as our friend. But the thing is, is that people pick up on it and they take advantage. And then what happens is, is like it spirals out of control. You feel like you don't want to be bothered with nobody because everybody's so fake and sneaky. Like it, it just gets out of control, right? Take a minute, take a pause from connection for a while. When you healing, you have to go within. Sometimes you have to even just go away. Like for me, if I had the resources, I would just fucking just disappear altogether. And really do my healing. Because people are distractions. Especially if they played a part in your trauma, they are going to fucking distract you. Because one, somebody can't get out. When you heal, you break generational curses. So all of the family, all of the family's friends, everybody who's just fucking, just, they just nosy just to see on a spiritual level who's doing more work. Those are the same people who's going to try to trigger you. And if you're getting triggered, 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 you're getting blocked from your, your healing. You're letting people's opinions stop your healing. That cannot occur. You need to just sometimes go no contact. Like when you're dealing with a narc. Except in this scenario, you're the narc. A lot of narcissists are built on the solid foundation of abandonment. 
Because what happens is, is depending on their temperament, they will begin to associate power with value. Right? So that's why we see a lot of narcissists usually have a lot of money, usually have a lot of powerful friends, right? Because really they all fucked up. Not one of them is, is, is normal. All of them is fucked up. Because you attract what you are. So then you have to say to yourself, well, you know what? It's been real, guys, but I, have, I, I got to see y'all later. Even if you lie and say that you, you're doing something or whatever, whatever, make, whatever gives you the room you need to go heal. Because you can't run from healing. That, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. The, the, the demons are going to leave. Once, once you start getting sick and shit, because of all the drugs and all the alcohol, the demons are going to leave. And that's so fucked up because it all started with pain, right? It all started with trauma. It all started with abandonment. And then now the same demonic entities that was comforting you, putting a battery in your back and everything, now they dip out. That's why you have to heal because you never know when that is going to occur. Which is why, too, I love when I'm talking about sobriety. I love to talk about Jesus. I love to talk about God because sometimes... You like, I can't even say sometimes you cannot do it alone. When you fight in with demons, remember demons are of the unseen. When you fight in with demons, you need a, you need a higher power authority to help you. You need somebody who's going to shield you and protect you. But the only way to really get that protection sometimes is for us to truly sacrifice the things that have been holding us back. So what I recommend as well to do trauma healing is read the Bible. Now, personally, for me, I I could read the regular Bible, but I like to I like to use the Bible app, even though this is not a sponsored message. And and I like to, you know, read, read the easy version because that makes it just clear as day to me sometimes. Read the scriptures, go into the Psalms. If you are somebody who is is filled with pain from abandonment, go into the Psalms. Our forefather David, yo, he he the way that he writes, it does something. Go into the Psalms. Go into Matthew. Go into Matthew when you're suffering with abandonment. Read the entire Matthew. Read the entire Corinthians. Because that is how you will start to see how to heal. And now, now when when you've turned your foot away, when you've repented, quote unquote repented, right? Because Hollywood has made that that name into such a joke. It's not a joke. It's actually what's going to help to save you. When you've repented, now... Your aunt, your angels, your ancestors, your guides, they be like, hold on, who turned their light on? Is it our so-and-so? Oh shit, return of the Mac once again, right? Like they even start partying for you because they're so proud of you. When you are alive, 
The whole purpose of this life shit is to make sure that when we leave this shit, we leave this shit good. A lot of us don't get the chance to do that. Sometimes by societal expectations, sometimes by systematic oppression, right? Sometimes all of these things are happening all at once. We don't get to heal. And, and when, when our ancestors leave this earth, they're looking for us to heal. Somebody got to heal the bloodline. You can't get high off of power because that power, it doesn't mean anything in the afterlife. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything for your, your, your divine karma that you receive here on earth. It doesn't mean anything. That same power given to you by these entities can be taken away and it's going to hit hard. Don't give over your power to things of the unseen unless it's the most high, unless it's Jesus Christ, unless it is a prophet, a true prophet who has healed and who has healed others. Mm -mm, I hear a barking dog, a Jezebel is around. Right? You have to heal. You can't, you don't have time to fuck around. You don't have time to, to, to be a predator. Like, what? That's not, that wasn't even, that wasn't even your whole, that wasn't even why you started being a predator in the first place. You started being a predator because you wanted love, right? Being a predator is the exact opposite of love. Being a predator is exactly what the people who have hurt us did to us. So why would you think that repeating that cycle is going to get you anywhere? It's not. You don't need to be the predator or the prey. You just need to be human. You just need to be comfortable with how you feel. You just need to be comfortable to say, I need help. I need assistance. I need to talk. I, I need to, you know, can I talk to you? If all your friends is toxic, get rid of them. I don't care. Who cares how long you knew these people? Who cares? Friends and family is what keeps us bonded to trauma. When, hold on, when they are not healing. Because like I said, it's like a comfort group. You know, like a group of friends that everybody got fired, so they all come together to just drink and kick back and do nothing. That's, that's what's going on in the spirit when we are around people who don't want to do the healing. You have to heal. Because if not, this shit, if it has not already spiraled out of, spiraled out of control, it's going to. And when they leave you, because they will leave you, when they leave you, you are going to be devastated. You are like, don't, no, don't let them win like that. Face your trauma head on. What I used to do is I used to use visualization techniques. Um, maybe when I was a teenager. And I would see the person who had hurt me in front of me. And I would confront them about it. I don't have to call them, text them, nothing. Because like I said, people are going to deny reality. Whether it's true or not, they, they don't give a fuck. If it makes them look bad, they don't want to be associated with it. You feel me? And I understand that. I'm a human too. I get it. So who cares about that part? That part is going to do nothing for you. You have to validate what you feel. Nobody else could do that. 
you visualize the person and you tell them, you know, you did X, this, that, 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 that. And it made me feel this way, that way, this way, that way, this way, that way. And just like that, getting it off your chest, one, you're going to cry. Get used to crying because crying is good. Crying is purging for the soul. But because we we usually cry because people hurt us, a lot of us grow up around karmic friends, karmic family members that hurt us. It's like we associate crying with something bad, but crying is actually good. Crying shows a purge or a call, right? Get into your prayers. Get into eating healthy, taking care of your body, going on walks, getting sunlight, you feel me? Those are the ways that you begin to build a connection with yourself. When you suffer from abandonment wounds, the only per- the post the person who abandons you the most is yourself. You can't let that happen. You have to be there for you even when shit is uncomfortable. Even when you don't know what to do, sit back and pray. God, I don't know what to do. It's so much. I don't know how to heal. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know. Pray to God and let God help you. God will give you the answers, but you have to look for God. God is not going to be looking for you, especially if you've been doing crazy shit. God is not going to look for you, but if you look for God, you still have a chance. You still can get some redemption. But the problem is, is that people don't want to give up this false life that they build. They don't want to give up the false friends. They don't want to give up the the, the coochie givers, the, the 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 penis givers. They don't want to give that up. They don't want to give up the alcohol. They don't want to. They don't want to do shit. They just want to put a little band aid over this waterfall, like it's not gonna fucking erupt one day. It's gonna erupt. And when it erupts, it's gonna flood you the fuck out. That's why you cannot wait until the demons leave you in your, in your time of despair. You have to address your demons head on. You can't wait for them to abandon you. Let's heal. Let's do this. Let's, let's, let's do this. The only way that we're going to heal and feel seen and respected and loved and appreciated is if we feel that way about ourselves. But the only way to do that is to validate ourselves. We have to start trusting ourselves again. So if you ignoring your trauma, if you ignoring this situation and ignoring that and acting like, you know, you some big man or some big woman and, you know, whatever happened don't matter, then, okay, you're going to see when you're crying like a baby, when them demons leave you, you're going to see. No, don't let it get like that. Stay ahead of the game. Stay ahead of the game. You feel me? Don't don't wait until some shit hit the fan for you to have an awakening. No, have your awakening on your time. Not not because some disaster happened or this or that. Like, nah. And then what you need to do after after you've healed and you got your shit together, you have to make amends. You have to fucking make amends. Like, you cannot just be like, oh, well, I've healed. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I hurt you guys. All right. Hope you heal. No, go make amends. If you are a real nigga or a real female, you have to make amends. Because that's what the scripture tells us when we have wronged others. We have to uncover our sins. If you want true forgiveness, if you want to live a life where you are free where you feel free, where you're not walking around with baggage, where you're not trying to burden yourself with work or responsibilities to run away from your problems, 
You feel free when you uncover your sins. And if it's something that's just too crazy that you just can't admit, write it down, pray about it, and never do that shit again. And God will give you the right time when to uncover them. There is a way out. Stop stop loving darkness. Stop. You're too old. I'm too old. She's too old. They too old. He's too old. We got to do this shit. We can. There is a possibility, especially when we lead the way with Jesus Christ and the Most High. Let the Holy Spirit penetrate you. When, when you start coming through your psyche, the, the Holy Spirit is going to be right there with you because the Holy Spirit knows, wow, this is hard and this person is ready. I have to be there to support this person. Your angels, your ancestors, any of your passed on loved ones, they're dancing in heaven. Every time that you heal, they dance in heaven. You know how good it feels to know that my, my great-grandmother is proud of me? My grandmother is proud of me because I'm breaking generational curses. I'm breaking lineage. I'm breaking lineage curses. Lineage. That is you. That can happen for you, but you have to try. Just try and see how you feel about that. So I love you all and until next time.